This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International. I want to welcome all of you that are watching or listening right now to the Warning Program. This is a live audience in my college chapel, a service that we hold every week for the staff of World Ministries International and their families. Again, a live audience, including children. My title today is We Must Fight for the Truth. We Must Fight for the Truth. Text, 2 Timothy 2, 3 through 4. You, therefore, must endure hardness as a soldier of Jesus Christ. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who is enlisted as a soldier. Again, we must fight for the truth. Point number one, we must have the qualities of a good soldier. Paul understood the soldier's life. Undoubtedly, had all the qualities of a good soldier within himself, including the warrior's heart. Critical. We must have a warrior's heart, which a heart willing to fight and die for its beliefs. You know, Jesus said, believe with your, and speak with your mouth, believe in your heart. We must have a soldier's heart, a warrior's heart. Paul faced death many times in his defense of the gospel as did those who were part of his apostolic team. 2 Corinthians 1, 8 through 11. For we do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, of our trouble which came to us in Asia, that we were burdened beyond measure, above strength, so that we despaired even of life. I mean, what persecution? Yes, we had the sentence of death in ourselves that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead, who delivered us from so great a death and does deliver us. You also helping together in prayer for us that thanks may be given by many persons on our behalf for the gift granted to us through many. Again, facing death, sentenced to death, but the prayers of the saints, like Our pastor Molinda said, Eagle Saving Nations, 2,000 intercessors in every nation. We need the prayers of the saints. You need prayer. I need prayer. Acts 13, 29 through 30. Then he called for a light, ran in and fell down, trembling before Paul and Silas. And he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? 
So they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved and your household. Now Paul's understanding of the soldier's life came as a result of living under Roman rule, being a Roman citizen himself. Paul's experience with the Roman military included being chained to a soldier during travel, living with a soldier under house arrest, being saved by 200 soldiers when the Jews sought to kill him for speaking the truth of the gospel, and amazingly, it was the Roman soldiers who put him to death after being tried for the same crime. Paul saved a soldier's life by refusing to leave the prison after the angel shook the place apart. An earthquake loosed him from his stocks, opened the prison doors for his escape. By remaining a prisoner after being freed supernaturally, he saved the prison guard who would have been executed for allowing his prisoner to escape. Paul actually saved this soldier twice, once from physical death and then from spiritual death by leading him to salvation through Christ. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you and your household will be saved. That's what this soldier wanted to know because he should have been put to death and he knew it if this prisoner had not stayed behind. Against all logic, who would stay, be put to death? If you have a soldier's heart, a warrior's heart, the heart of Christ. And that's what we must have. Point number two, we must have a soldier's heart. Again, remember, point number one, we must have the qualities of a good soldier. Point number two, we must have a soldier's heart. As a soldier... Paul was teaching Timothy the warrior's heart as well, who would then impart it to others. People will follow you as you are, so they will be. I pastored five churches, and my people, pastors, would walk through walls with me. But I would move with them, walk with them, eat with them, even in the slums, ride the public buses, matatus. I had a soldier's heart. The teaching included five areas of warfare that were under attack at that time and continue to be the target of destruction by the enemy in our day. Much of Paul's writing were actually manuals on spiritual warfare and showed the way of victory in every battle. Paul was truly a general of the faith, a general with a heart of God. Point number three, we must battle for truth. Paul has much to say about the believer's relationship with and responsibility to the truth. There are four things that all believers must do to win the battle for truth. Know the truth. John 8, 30-32. As he spoke these words, many believed on him. Then said Jesus to these Jews, which believed on him, If you continue in my word, then you are my disciples Indeed, if you continue in my word, not just believe that I'm God, because you can believe like the demons do, and you're an outcast because you're a rebel. Continue in my word, believe in my word, follow my word, then you are my disciples indeed. We must fight for the truth because there's heresy all around that says you don't have to follow and live the Christian life. That's heresy. Jesus just said you did. What do you think his three years on earth were for? the morality, and the values of the kingdom of God. If you are my disciple, follow these. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. 1 John 2, 27. 
By the anointing which you have received of him abideth in you, and you need not that any man teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you of all things, and is truth, and is no lie, and even as it is taught to you, you shall abide in him. As you abide in the truth of God, the will of God, the word of God, you will move with the anointing of God. There will be revival everywhere you walk. Demons will know you when you walk in the room. I gave experiences at our prayer meeting last night, three-hour prayer meeting last night, of moving in with a couple medical offices, and the anointing was there, and the, the head of the three clinics walked up, will you pray for me? She didn't know me from Adam. But something set me apart. And another Christian doctor said, I, I don't even think she's a Christian. 1 John 2, 27 but the anointing which you have received in him abideth in you, and you need not that any man teach you, but the same anointing teaches you all things, and is truth, and is no lie. And even as it has taught you, you shall abide in him. If you know the Lord, if you walk in the Lord, if you breathe with the Lord, if you eat his flesh and drink his blood, inhale the word of God daily, walk in the Holy Spirit, the anointing will move with you. It's the anointing that breaks the yoke. It's not your verbal testimony. Love the truth. 2 Thessalonians 2, 8 through 12. Then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan, with all power and signs and lying wonders, and with all deceivableness and unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. For this cause, God will send them strong delusion so they will believe a lie, that they all might be damned who believe not the truth but have pleasure in unrighteousness. We must fight for the truth. We can't allow lies to continue because people come under deception. Truth takes away deception. Prayer brings conviction. We must fight for the truth if we're going to have America come out of Satan's control. You can't have an intimidated soldier that won't open his mouth or point his gun. That's why we're trying to get into the stadiums once again with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, Eagle Saving Nations. Go to my website, www.worldministries.org and join Eagle Saving Nations now. We've got to have a great awakening or this nation's coming under judgment. And I'm telling you, millions are going to die. We must defend the truth. Read the book of Jude. We must defend the truth. Verse 3, Beloved, I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation. It was needful for me to write it unto you, exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered to the saints. Contend for the faith. For there are certain men, crept in unaware, who were before ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of God into lasciviousness, denying the Lord Jesus Christ. We have wolves behind the pulpit. I shared this a few weeks ago. Wolves in the pulpit. Beware of wolves. David Wilkerson, before he died, was crying, Beware of wolves. Paul was crying, Beware of wolves. He could see them coming in and twisting the gospel, teaching another theology. But yet it's not salvation, it's damnation. It's against the word of God. We only have two genders, men and women. There's no other genders. I will therefore put you in a remembrance. 
though you once knew this, how that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believed not. There is judgment if we continue to reject the laws of God, the morality of God. We can put the most conservative politicians in office. Yet, if we don't come against the sins of abomination like homosexuality that even the Republicans are accepting, it doesn't matter if Donald Trump leads it or not. He will delay the toppling of the republic by communism, but this nation will be judged anyway, and millions are going to die. We have to have another great awakening. Even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication, going after strange flesh, set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of an eternal fire. It's not even described in Sodom and Gomorrah in the plain cities that were destroyed because of homosexuality and lesbianism. It didn't describe another 28, 30 different genders. Now they want, you want to be able to marry a, a building. You want to marry a, an animal. If you think you're a boy, you're a boy. What kind of insanity is that? You can think all you want, but you're not a boy. You can think all you want, but you're not a girl. This is total heresy from the father of all lies. And the church has to speak the truth. Likewise also these filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise dominion, and speak evil of dignitaries. We need to understand there's only one truth, and that's the truth of the gospel. We must defend the truth. 2 Timothy 2.15. I urge you, you read all of Jude. Study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needs not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Study to show yourself approved unto God. Know the truth. John 8, 30 through 32. As he spoke these words, many believed on him. As we speak the words, many are coming out of deception and accepting salvation. Many are finding salvation from drug addiction, from, again, alcoholism, from homosexuality, from lesbianism, from cohabitation. They're being set free only with the truth spoken or preached or read. Jesus couldn't stay in heaven and pray on earth. He walked on earth and spoke the truth and died on a cross. He set people free, or if you rejected him, that's a life sentence to eternal hell. Then said Jesus to these Jews which believed on him, if you continue in my word, continue. Didn't matter if you recognize that I died for you and I'm God. If you continue in my words, then you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. Again, we can recognize all we want. God is God. Lucifer recognized God as God, but he led a rebellion. In other words, he came against the word of God. You can recognize all you want. If you want to live like the devil, you'll go to hell with the devil. Heaven was made for the saints that are in right relationship, not in rebellion. That's why there has to be an eternal destiny to separate rebellion forever. 1 John 2.27 But the anointing which you have received of him abideth in you. You need not that any man teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you all things and truth and is no lie and even as it is taught to you, you shall abide in him. But the anointing which abideth in you, if you walk in the truth, there's an anointing. We must love the truth. Know the truth, defend the truth, love the truth. 2 Thessalonians 2, 8 through 12. And then shall the wicked be revealed, which the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. 
Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders, and with all deceivableness and unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. For this cause God will send them strong delusion, and they will believe a lie that they all might be damned who believe not the truth, but have pleasure in unrighteousness. Again, to know the truth, to love the truth, to defend the truth, we must fight for the truth. Speak the truth. Number four, the battle lines are drawn. Right now, the battle lines, ladies and gentlemen, are drawn. Today, we're a divided nation. The battle lines are starting in our educational institutions from kindergarten to university. Society is systematically being taught to deny the truth that stems from faith in a living God, to believe in the man-centered religion of secular humanism. The atheistic view, derived from Darwin's hypothesis of natural selection, and teaches that there are no absolute truths, especially in regard to morality. That's why a boy... If I think now I'm a woman and I'm in Fred Myers, I can walk into her bathroom. This is lunacy. This is crazy. The atheistic view. No absolute truths, especially in regard to morality. What's feel good, do it. According to these darkened souls, truth is relative. The only truth is that you believe to be true and that's true for you. Why don't you just uh, go to the highest building and say there is no such thing as gravity and step off. And that's the end of one more doubter, a rebel. There is absolute truth. God says, I am the way. I change not. My ways are absolute. Follow me and have eternal life. Reject me, disobey, and have eternal death. Paul makes reference to these darkened souls. He makes reference through the gift of prophecy to the fierce battle for truth being raid, waged against demonic forces in the latter times that we're living in right now. 1 Timothy 4, 1 through 3. Now the Spirit expressly says that in latter times some will depart from the faith, depart, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry and, and commanding to abstain from foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. Local churches should major, major on equipping believers with the truth of God's word. This is our job to equip the saints, to teach the saints, to develop the saints, to warn the saints so that they might be competent to wage a good warfare. Like when you go to boot camp, you're trained how to fight. In churches, we need to be trained, the word of God, how to resist the enemy and speak the truth. Again, God's absolute laws that bring salvation to a nation and not damnation through judgment. We must be able to be sharper than a two-edged sword. We must be sound in the doctrine. Much of the current teaching has nothing to do with the truth. Again, current teaching the soul realm. We need to speak of the soul realm. Will, mind, and emotions. Why? Because people are so mentally and emotionally distressed due to this pressure cooker that we're living in when there's so much pressure to deny the truth or keep your mouth shut, total censorship. 
John, the apostle, told us to minister to the soul of people so they could be healthy and wealthy. This is good for the individual's happiness. Will mining emotions, how do you protect your will, your attitude, your mind, your emotions? How do you rest in Christ when everything around you is a storm? We're supposed to minister to that. I know our staff knows that. How to rest in a storm? How to put faith in Christ facing death? But that's not taught or preached in most churches anymore. 3 John 2. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your souls prospers. Do we teach people properly how to be healthy? What to drink, what to eat, herbs, etc.? This is part of teaching the body of Christ so you don't violate your own body and become sick and expect a healing when God then says, repent and follow my ways and stay healthy. The Apostle James also speaks of the need for our souls to be saved. James 1.21, therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. Our souls to be saved. Romans 1, 14 through 15. I am a debtor both to Greeks and to barbarians, both to wise and unwise. So as much as is in me, I am ready to preach the gospel to you who are at Rome. I am a debtor. We need to be healthy both mentally and emotionally. To have abundant provisions for our needs and the needs of others. With this mind, we need to go beyond just equipped to live long and pay all our bills in times of need. But we need to be able to give to defend the gospel of Jesus Christ against cult members, agnostics, atheists, anyone else that is twisting the word of God, heresy behind the pulpit, the new age movement, the emergent church that is evolving and says things are changing, including to adapt to today's society. That's a lie. Half of the churches are under the Federal Council of Churches. The Federal Council of Churches. That's over the National Council of Churches and the World Council of Churches. Mainline churches. That's a communist covering that teaches the word of God, the solid word of God, the unadulterated word of God, the morality of God is a lie. And they back abortion, homosexuality, all manners of sin. This is what Paul was crying about, wolves in the pulpit. This is what David Wilkerson was warning about. This is what brings judgment on a nation. We must begin teaching our children. We begin with the Bible doctrine, not just Bible stories. I asked the Lord recently, why do we rarely see Muslim children leave their faith? But Christian children seem to stay stray in droves. The reply I got was, we teach our children behavior, they teach their children beliefs. If our children don't believe what we're saying, you can have their behavior until they leave home, and their behavior say changes because they don't believe what you're saying. It is true, we start them out on behavioral issues, and then the Ten Commandments to memorize. We need to teach them that these things are for sure, but behavior should stem from beliefs and not the other way around. Our children should understand the person and work of Jesus Christ, the work of the Holy Spirit, the authority and integrity of scriptures by the time they graduate to youth group. This would prepare them for secular humanism that they will encounter in high school and college, university. In order to win the battle for truth, we must know it, love it, defend it, and speak it. You must train your children, train your church if you're a pastor. They must know the truth. 
Love the truth. Defend the truth. Speak the truth. In high school, I was very popular. I lettered in every sport. I had many opportunities to sin, but I did not because I knew the truth. I loved the truth. I defended the truth. I did not engage in it, and I stayed far away from it, including dances, beer parties, kegers. I was popular. I could attend them all, get any girl. But I knew the truth. I loved the truth. I defended the truth. Jesus was in me. Acts 20, 29 through 31. The Holy Spirit hath made you overseers feed the church of God, which he has purchased with his own blood. You overseers, you bishops, you leaders, feed your flocks. Prepare them, fill them with God's pure word, because savage wolves and deceivers are coming. They're going to take aim at the weak sheep. After my departure, Paul is saying, savage wolves are coming. Matthew 7, 15 warns, beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing. Inwardly, they're raged, raging ravening wolves. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to have another great awakening. Go to my website, www.worldministries.org, www.worldministries.org. Join Eagle Saving Nations. Let's get into the NFL stadiums, NBA stadiums. Let's have another great awakening. We need the power of God touching the body of Christ so they can go forth and bring salvation back to this nation. God bless you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.